What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is going to focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of my life-changing... No, that's not true. Welcome back to my podcast. Appreciate you being here. Today, we're going to talk about the history of Nintendo. We've done Atari, we've done Sega, now we're going to hit the big boy. Uh, Next, I might do one of the smaller ones from the 70s, 80s, or I might try to tackle Sony. I'm not sure yet. I hope you guys learned something today. I know I learned a lot going into the uh, details of Nintendo. Without further ado, here it is. Enjoy. Oh, real quick. I know I always say this, and I always feel bad, but I'm going to massacre some of these Japanese names. So if you are of Japanese descent, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just terrible at pronouncing these names. So apologies. Nintendo was founded as Nintendo Karuda on September 23, 1899, by craftsman Fujiharu Yamaachi in Kyoto, Japan, to produce and distribute Hanafuda a type of traditional Japanese playing card. The name Nintendo is commonly assumed to mean leave luck to heaven, but the assumption lacks historical validation. It can also be translated as the Temple of Free Hanafuda. With the increase of the card's popularity, Yamaachi hired assistants to mass-produce to satisfy the demand. Even with a favorable start, the company faced financial struggle due to operating in a niche market the slow and expensive manufacturing process, the high product price, alongside the durability of the cards, which impacted sales due to a low replacement rate. As a solution, Nintendo produced a cheaper and lower quality line of playing cards, Tengu, while also conducting product offers in other cities such as Osaka, where card game profits were high. In addition, Local merchants were interested in the prospect of a continuous renewal of decks, thus avoiding the suspicions that reusing cards would generate. According to data from Nintendo, the company's first Western-style card deck was put on the market in 1902. Although other documents postponed the date to 1907, shortly after the Russo-Japanese War. The war created considerable difficulties for companies in the leisure sector, which were subject to new levies such as the Karutuzi, the playing card tax. Nintendo subsisted and, in 1907, entered into an agreement with Nihon Sinbei, later known as the Japan Tobacco, to market its cards to various cigarette stores throughout the country. A promotional calendar distributed by Nintendo from the Taisho era dated to 1915, was found, indicating that the company was named Yamaachi Nintendo and used the Marafuku Nintendo Co. brand for its playing cards. Japanese culture stipulated that for Nintendo Kopai to continue as a family business after Yamaachi's retirement, Yamaachi had to adopt his son-in-law so that he could take over the business. As a result, Sikuru Kanada 
adopted the Yamaachi surname in 1907 and became the second president of Nintendo Kopai in 1929. At that time, Nintendo Kopai was the largest car company in Japan. In 1983, Sekiro Kanada established the company as a general partnership titled Yamaachi Nintendo and Company Limited. Investing in the construction of a new corporate headquarters located next to the original building near the Tobai Kaido train station. Because Sekiro's marriage to Yamaachi's daughter produced no male heirs, he planned to adopt his son-in-law, Shikanajo Anaba, an artist in the company's employment and the father of his grandson, Hiroshi, born in 1927. However, Inaba abandoned his family and the company, as so Hiroshi was made Shikiro's eventual successor. World War II negatively impacted the company as Japanese authorities prohibited the diffusion of foreign card games. And as the priorities of Japanese society shifted, its interest in recreational activities waned. During this time, Nintendo was partly supported by a financial injection from Hiroshi's wife, M Makito Naba, who came from a wealthy family. In 1947, Shikiro founded the distribution company Marafuku Company Limited. In 1950, due to Shikiro's deteriorating health, Hiroshi assumed the presidency of Nintendo. His first actions involved several important changes in the operation of the company. In 1951, he changed the company name to Nintendo Playing Card Company Limited, while the Marafuku Company adopted the name Nintendo Karutu Company Limited. In 1952, he centralized the production of cards in the Kyoto factories, which led to the expansion of the offices. The company's new line of plastic cards enjoyed considerable success in Japan. Some of the company's employees, accustomed to a more cautious and conservative leadership, viewed the new moves with concern, and the raising tensions led to a call for a strike. However, the measure had no major impact as Hiroshi resorted to the dismissal of several dissatisfied workers. In 1959, Nintendo contracted with Walt Disney to incorporate the company's animation characters into the cards. Nintendo also developed a distribution system that allowed for it to offer its products in toy stores. By 1961, the company had sold more than 1.5 million card packs and held a high market share, for which it relied on televised advertising campaigns. The need for diversification led the company to list stock on the second section of the Osaka and Kyoto stock exchanges. In addition to becoming a public company and changing its name to Nintendo Company Limited in 1963. In 1964, Nintendo earned an income of 150000000 million yen. Although the company was experiencing a period of economic prosperity, the Disney cards and derived products made it dependent on the children's market. The situation was exacerbated by the falling sales of its adult-oriented Hanafuda cards caused by Japanese society gravitating towards other hobbies such as pinchenko, bowling, and nightly outings. When Disney card sales began to show signs of exhaustion, Nintendo realized that it had no real alternative with which to alleviate the situation. After the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, Nintendo's stock plummeted to its lowest record of 60 yen. Between 1963 and 1968, Yamaachi invested in several business lines for Nintendo that were far from its traditional market and, for the most part, were unsuccessful. Among these ventures were packages of instant rice, 
a chain of love hotels, giggity, and a taxi service named Daya. Daya? Although the taxi service was better received in the previous efforts, Yamaachi rejected this initiative after a series of disagreements with local unions. Yamaachi's experience with the previous initiatives led him to increase Nintendo's investment in a research and development department directed by Hiroshi Amahashi, an employee with a long history in other areas of the company. In 1969, Gunpei Yokoi joined the department and was responsible for coordinating various projects. Yokoi's experience in manufacturing electronic devices led Yamaachi to put him in charge of the company's games department, and his products would be mass-produced. During this period, Nintendo built a new production plant in Yohai City, just outside of Kyoto, and distributed classic tabletop games such as Chess, Shogi Go, and Mahjong, as well as other foreign games under the Nippon Game brand. The company's restructuring preserved a couple of areas dedicated to Hanafuda card manufacturing. The early 1970s represented a watershed moment in Nintendo's history as it released Japan's first electronic toy, the Nintendo Beam Gun, an opto-electronic pistol designed by Masayaki Umara. In total, more than a million units were sold. Nintendo partnered with Magnavox to provide a light gun controller based on the beam gun design for the company's newest home video game console, the Magnavox Odyssey in 1971. Other popular toys released at the time included the Ultra Hand, the Ultra Machine, the Ultra Scope, and the Love Tester, Giggity, all designed by Yokoi. The Ultra Hand sold more than 1.2 million units in Japan. During the early 1970s, Nintendo began trading on the main section of the Osaka Stock Exchange and opened a new headquarters. The growing demand for Nintendo's products led Yamaachi to further expand the offices, for which he acquired the surrounding land and assigned the production of cards to the original Nintendo building. Meanwhile, Yokoi Umura and new employees such as Genyo Takeda continued to develop innovative products for the company. The laser clay shooting system was released in 1973 and managed to surpass bowling in popularity. Though Nintendo's toys continued to gain popularity, the 1973 oil crisis caused both a spike in the cost of plastics and a change in consumer priorities that put essential products over pastimes, and Nintendo lost several billion yen. In 1974, Nintendo released Wild Gunman, a skeet shooting simulator consisting of a 16mm image projector with a sensor that detects a beam from the player's light gun. Both the laser clay shooting system and Wild Gun were successfully exported to Europe and North America. However, Nintendo's production speeds were still slow compared to rival companies such as Bandai and Tomy, and their prices were high, which led to the discontinuation of some of their light gun products. The subsidiary Nintendo Leisure Systems Company Limited, which developed these products, was closed because of the economic impact dealt by the oil crisis. Yamaachi, motivated by the success of Atari and Magnavox with their video game consoles, acquired the Japanese distribution rights for the Magnavox Odyssey in 1974 and reached an agreement with Mitsubishi Electronics to develop similar products between 1975 and 1978, 
including the first microprocessor for video game systems, the Color TV game series, and an arcade game inspired by Othello. During this period, Takeda developed the video game EVR Race, and Shigeru Miyamoto joined Yokoi's team with the responsibility of designing the casing for the Color TV game console. In 1978, Nintendo's research and development department was split into two facilities, Nintendo R&D 1 and Nintendo R&D 2, respectively managed by Yokoi and Umero. Two key events in Nintendo's history occurred in 1979. Its American subsidiary was opened in New York City, and a new department focused on arcade game development was created. In 1980, one of the first handheld video game systems, the Game & Watch, was created by Yokoi from the technology used in portable calculators. It became one of Nintendo's most successful products, with over 43.4 million units sold worldwide during its production period, and for which 59 games were made in total. Nintendo entered the arcade video game market with Radar Scope, released in Japan in 1980. Radar Scope rivaled Galaxian in Japanese arcades, but it failed to find an audience overseas and created a financial crisis for the company. To try and find a more successful game, they put Miyamoto in charge of the next arcade game design, leading to the release of Donkey Kong in 1981, one of the first platform video games that allowed the player character to jump. The character, Jumpman, would later become Mario, and Nintendo's official mascot. Mario was named after Mario Seagal, the landlord of Nintendo's offices in Tukwila, Washington. Donkey Kong was a financial success for Nintendo both in Japan and overseas, and led Colecchio to fight Atari for licensing rights for porting to home consoles and personal computers. In 1983, Nintendo opened a new production facility in Yohai, and it was listed on the first section of the Tokyo Stock Exchange. Romero, taking inspiration from the ColecoVision, began creating a new video game console that would incorporate a ROM cartridge format for video games as well as both a central processing unit and a picture processing unit. The Family Computer, or Famicom, was released in Japan in July 1983 along with three games adapted from their original arcade versions, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Popeye. Its success was such that 1984 it surpassed the market share held by Sega's SG-1000. At this time, Nintendo adopted a series of guidelines that involved the validation of each game produced for the Famicom before its distribution on the market, agreements with developers to ensure that no Famicom game would be adapted to other consoles within two years of its release, and restricting developers from producing more than five games a year for the Famicom. In the early 1980s, several video game consoles proliferated in the United States, as well as low-quality games produced by third-party developers, which oversaturated the market and led to the video game crash of 1983. Consequently, a recession hit the American video game industry, whose revenues went from over $3 billion to $100 million between 1983 and 1985. Nintendo's initiative to launch the Famicom in America was also impacted. To differentiate the Famicom from its competitors in America, Nintendo opted to redesign the Famicom as an entertainment system, compatible with game packs, a euphemism for cartridges, and with a design reminiscent of a VCR. Nintendo implemented a lockout chip in the game packs that gave it control on what games were published for the console to avoid the market saturation that occurred in the United States market. 
The resulting product was the Nintendo Entertainment System, or the NES, which was released in North America in 1985. The landmark titles Super Mario Bros. and The Legend of Zelda were produced for the console by Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. The work of composer Koji Kondo for both games reinforced the idea that musical themes could act as a complement to game mechanics rather than simply a miscellaneous element. Production of the NES lasted until 1995, and production of the Famicom lasted until 2003. In total, around 62 million Famicom and NES consoles were made and sold worldwide. During this period, Nintendo created a measure against piracy of its video games in the form of the official Nintendo Seal of Quality, a seal that was added to their products so that customers may recognize their authenticity in the market. By this time, Nintendo's network of electronic suppliers had extended to around 30 companies, among which were Ryko, Nintendo's main source of semiconductors, and the Sharp Corporation. In 1988, Gunpei Yokoi and his team at Nintendo R&D 1 conceived the first Game Boy. Ooh, sounds painful. The first handheld video game console to be compatible with interchangeable game cartridges. Nintendo released the Game Boy in 1989. In North America, the Game Boy was bundled with the popular third-party game Tetris after a difficult negotiation process with Electronico or Technica. The Game Boy was a significant success. In its first two weeks of sales in Japan, it sold out its initial inventory of 300,000 units, while in the United States, an additional 40,000 units were sold on its first day of distribution. Around this time, Nintendo entered into an agreement with Sony to develop the Super Famicom CD-ROM adapter, a peripheral for the upcoming Super Famicom capable of playing CD-ROMs. However, the collaboration did not last as Yamaachi preferred to continue developing the technology with Philips, which would result in the CDI, and Sony's independent effort resulted in the creation of the PlayStation console. The first issue of the magazine Nintendo Power which had an annual circulation of 1.5 million copies in the United States, was published in 1988. In July 1989, Nintendo held the first Nintendo Space World Trade Show under the name Shoshinkai for the purpose of announcing and demonstrating upcoming Nintendo products. The same year, the first World of Nintendo stores within a store which carried official Nintendo merchandise, was opened in the United States. According to company information, more than 25% of homes in the United States had an NES in 1989. The late 1980s marked the slip of Nintendo's dominance in the video game market with the appearance of NEC's PC Engine and Sega's Mega Drive, both game systems designed with a 16-bit architecture that allowed for improved graphics and audio compared to the NES. In response to the competition, Yumaira designed the Super Famicom, which launched in 1990. The first batch of 300,000 units sold out in a matter of hours. The following year, as with the NES, Nintendo distributed a modified version of the Super Famicom to the United States market, titled the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or the SNES. Launch games for the Super Famicom and SNES included Super Mario World, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, SimCity, and Gradius 3. By mid-1992, over 46 million Super Famicom and NES consoles were sold. The console's life cycle lasted until 1999 in the United States and until 2003 
in Japan. In March 1990, the first Nintendo World Championship was held, with participants from 29 American cities competing for the title of Best Nintendo Player in the World. In June 1990, the subsidiary Nintendo of Europe was opened in Grobus Theme, Germany. In 1993, subsequent subsidiaries were established in the Netherlands, where Bandai had previously distributed Nintendo's products, France, the United Kingdom, Spain, Belgium, and Australia. In 1992, Nintendo acquired a majority stake in the Seattle Mariners baseball team and sold its shares in 2016. Nintendo ceased manufacturing arcade games and systems in September of 1992. In 1993, Star Fox was released, which marked an industry milestone by being the first video game to make use of the Super FX chip. The proliferation of graphically violent video games, such as Mortal Kombat, caused controversy and led to the creation of the Interactive Digital Software Association and the Entertainment Software's Rating Board, in whose development Nintendo collaborated during 1994. These measures also encouraged Nintendo to abandon the content guidelines it had enforced since the release of the NES. Commercial strategies implemented by Nintendo during this time included the Nintendo Gateway System, an in-flight entertainment service available for airlines, cruise ships, and hotels, and the Play It Loud advertising campaign for Game Boys with different colored casings. The advanced computer modeling graphics used in Donkey Kong Country for the SNES and Donkey Kong Land for the Game Boy were technologically innovative, as was the Satellaview satellite modem peripheral for the Super Famicom, which allowed the digital transmission of data via communication satellite in space. In mid-1993, Nintendo and Silicon Graphics announced a strategic alliance to develop the Nintendo 64. NEC, Toshiba, and Sharp also contributed technology to the console. The Nintendo 64 was marked as one of the first consoles to be designed with 64-bit architecture. As part of an agreement with Midway Games, the arcade games Killer Instinct and Cruisin' USA were ported to the console. Although the Nintendo 64 was planned for release in 1995, the production schedules of third-party developers influenced a delay. And the console was released in June and September 1996 in Japan and the United States respectively, and in March 1997 in Europe. By the end of its production in 2002, around 33 million Nintendo 64 consoles were sold worldwide. It is considered one of the most recognized video game systems in history. 388 games were produced for the Nintendo 64 in total, some of which, particularly Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and GoldenEye 007, have been distinguished as some of the greatest games of all time. In 1995, Nintendo released the Virtual Boy. A console designed by Gunpei Yokoi with virtual reality technology and stereoscopic graphics. Critics were generally disappointed with the quality of the games and red colored graphics and complained of gameplay induced headaches. The system sold poorly and was quietly discontinued. Amid the system's failure, Yokoi formally retired from Nintendo. In February 1996, Pocket Monsters Red and Green, known internationally as Pokemon Red and Blue, developed by Game Freak, was released in Japan for the Game Boy and established the popular Pokemon franchise. The game went on to sell 31.37 million units, with the video game series exceeding a total of 300 million units in sales as of 2017. 
1997, Nintendo released the Rumble Pack, a plug-in device that connects to the N64 controller and produces a vibration during certain moments of a game. In 1998, the Game Boy Color was released. In addition to allowing backward compatibility with the Game Boy games, the console's similar capacity to the NES resulted in select adaptations of games from that library, such as Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Since then, over 118.6 million Game Boy and Game Boy Color consoles have been sold worldwide. In May 1999, with the advent of the PlayStation 2, Nintendo entered an agreement with IBM and Panasonic to develop the 128-bit Gecko processor and the DVD drives to be used in Nintendo's next home console. Meanwhile, a series of administrative changes occurred in 2000, when Nintendo's corporate offices moved from the Minami-ku neighborhood in Kyoto, and Nintendo <clears throat> Benelux was established to manage the Dutch and Belgian territories. I probably massacred both those names. The year 2001 marked the introduction of two new Nintendo consoles. The Game Boy Advance, which was designed by G. Nicholas. I cannot pronounce that first name, so we're just going to go with that. And stylistically departed from its predecessors. And the GameCube. During the first week of the Game Boy Advance's North American release in June 2001, over 500,000 units were sold, making it the fastest-selling video game console in the United States at the time. By the end of its production cycle in 2010, more than 81.5 million units had been sold worldwide. As for the GameCube, even with such distinguishing features as the mini-DVD format of its games and internet connectivity for a few games, its sales were lower than those of its predecessors. And during the six years of its production, 21.7 million units were sold worldwide. An innovative product developed by Nintendo during this time was the Nintendo e-Reader, a Game Boy Advance peripheral that allows the transfer of data stored on a series of cards to the console. In 2002, the Pokemon Mini was released. Its dimensions were smaller than that of the Game Boy Advance and it weighed 70 grams, making it the smallest video game console in history. Nintendo collaborated with Sega and Namco to develop Triforce, an arcade board to facilitate the conversion of arcade titles to the GameCube. Following the European release of the GameCube in May 2002, Hiroshi Yamaachi announced his resignation as the president of Nintendo, and Satoru Awata was selected by the company as his successor. Yamaachi would remain as advisor and director of the company until 2005, and he died in 2013. Awata's Appointment as president ended the Yamaachi succession at the helm of the company, a practice that had been in place since its foundation. In 2003, Nintendo released the Game Boy Advance SP, an improved version of the Game Boy Advance that incorporated a folding design, an illuminated display, and a rechargeable battery. By the end of its production cycle in 2010, over 43.5 million units had been sold worldwide. Nintendo also released the Game Boy Player, a peripheral that allows Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to be played on the GameCube. In 2004, the last remnants of Nintendo's original headquarters were reportedly demolished. Later that year, Nintendo released the Nintendo DS, which featured such innovations as dual screens, one of which being a touchscreen, and wireless connectivity for multiplayer play. Throughout its lifetime, more than 154 million units were sold, making it the most successful handheld console and the second best-selling console in history. In 2005, Nintendo released the Game Boy Micro, the last system in the Game Boy line. Sales did not meet the Nintendo's expectation, with only 2.5 million units sold since 2007. In mid-2005, the Nintendo World Store was inaugurated in New York City. 
Nintendo's next home console was conceived in 2001, although the design commenced in 2003, taking inspiration from the Nintendo DS. The Wii was released in November 2006 with a total of 33 launch titles. With the Wii, Nintendo sought to reach a broader demographic than its 7th generation competitors, with the intention of also encompassing the non-consumer sector. To this end, Nintendo invested a $200 million advertisement campaign. The Wii's innovations included the Wii Remote Controller, equipped with an accelerometer system and infrared sensors that allowed it to detect its position in a three-dimensional environment with the aid of a sensor bar, the Nunchuck Peripheral that includes an analog controller as well as an accelerometer, and the Wii Motion Plus expansion that increased the sensitivity of the main controller with the aid of the gyroscopics. By 2016, more than 101 million Wii consoles had been sold worldwide, making it the most successful console of its generation, a distinction that Nintendo had not achieved since the 1990s with the SNES. Several accessories were released for the Wii from 2007 to 2010, such as the Wii Balance Board, the Wii Will, and the WiiWare download service. In 2009, Nintendo... SA expanded its commercial operations to Portugal through a new office in Lisbon. By that year, Nintendo held a 68.3 share of the worldwide handheld gaming market. In 2010, Nintendo celebrated the 25th anniversary of Mario's debut appearance, for which certain elusive products were put on sale. The event included the release of Super Mario All-Stars 25th Anniversary Edition and special editions of the Nintendo DSi XL and Wii. Following an announcement in March 2010, Nintendo released the Nintendo 3DS in 2011. The console can produce stereoscopic effects without the need of 3D glasses. By 2018, more than 69 million units had been sold worldwide. The figure increased to 75 million by the start of 2019. In 2011, Nintendo celebrated the 25th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda with the orchestra concert tour The Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses and the video game The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. The years 2012 and 2013 marked the introduction of two new Nintendo game consoles, the Wii U, which incorporated high-definition graphics and a gamepad controller with near-field communication technology, and the Nintendo 2DS, a version of the 3DS that lacks the clamshell-like design of Nintendo's previous handheld consoles and the stereoscopic effects of the 3DS. With 13.9 million units sold worldwide, the Nintendo Wii U is the least successful video game console in Nintendo's history. In 2014, a new line of products was released consisting of figurines of Nintendo characters called Amiibos. On September 25, 2013, Nintendo announced its acquisition of a 28% stake in PUX Corporation, a subsidiary of Panasonic, for the purpose of developing facial, voice, and text recognition for its video games. Due to a 30% decrease in company income between April and December 2013, Awata announced a temporary 50% cut in his salary, with other executives seeing reductions by 20-30%. to 30%. Isn't that impressive? In 2015, Nintendo ceased operations in the Brazilian market due to the high import duties. <laughs> this did not affect the rest of Nintendo's Latin American market due to an alliance with Yugos de Video Latino America. Nintendo reached an agreement with NC Games for Nintendo's products to resume distribution in Brazil by 2017, and by September 2020, the Switch was released in Brazil. On July 11, 2015, Awata died of bile duct cancer, and after a couple of months in which Miyamoto and Takedo 
jointly operated the company, Tatsume Kimashima was named as Awata's successor on September 16, 2015. As part of the management's restructuring, Miyamoto and Takata were respectively named creative and technological advisors. Financial losses caused by the Wii U, along with Sony's intention to release its video games to other console platforms such as smart TVs, motivated Nintendo to rethink its strategy concerning the production and distribution of its properties. In 2015, Nintendo formalized agreements with DENA and Universal Parks and Resorts to extend its presence to smart devices and amusement parks, respectively. In March 2016, Nintendo's first mobile app for the iOS and Android systems, Mitomo, was released. Since then, Nintendo has produced other similar apps, such as Super Mario Bros. Run, Fire Emblem Heroes, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, Mario Kart Tour, and Pokemon Go, the last being developed by Niantic and having generated $115 million in revenue for Nintendo. The theme park area Super Nintendo World is set up to open in Universal Studios Japan in 2020. In March 2016, the loyalty program My Nintendo replaced Club Nintendo. The NES Classic Edition was released in November 2016. The console is a redesigned version of the NES that includes support for the HDMI interface and Wii Remote compatibility. Its successor, the Super NES Classic Edition, was released in September 2017. By October 2018, around 10 million units of both consoles combined had been sold worldwide. The Wii U's successor in the 8th generation of video game consoles, the Nintendo Switch, was released in March 2017. The Switch features a hybrid design as a home and handheld console. Independently functioning Joy-Con controllers that each contain an accelerometer and gyroscope, and the simultaneous wireless connection of up to eight consoles. To expand its library, Nintendo entered alliances with several third-party and independent developers. By February 2019, more than 1,800 games had been released on the Switch. Worldwide sales of the Nintendo Switch exceeded 55 million units by March 2020. In April 2018, the Nintendo Labo line was released, and consisting of cardboard accessories that interact with the Switch and the Joy-Con controllers. More than 1 million units of the Nintendo Labo variety kit were sold in its first year on the market. In 2018, Shintaro Furukawa replaced Kimishima as company president, and in 2019, Doug Bowser succeeded Nintendo of America President Reggie. In April 2019, Nintendo formed an alliance with Tencent to distribute the Nintendo Switch in China starting in December. In April 2020, Value Act Capital Partners announced an acquisition of $1.41 billion in Nintendo stock purchases, giving them an overall stake of 2% in Nintendo. On January 6, 2020, hotel and restaurants development company Plan C Do announced that it would refurbish the former headquarters of Marafuku Nintendo Card Company as a hotel, with plans to add 20 guest rooms, a restaurant bar, and a gym with a planned opening date of mid-2021. The building belongs to Yamaachi Incorporated Limited, an asset management company of Nintendo's founding family. It was further reported that the original 19th century headquarters was apparently demolished and turned into a parking lot. Although the COVID-19 pandemic caused delays in the production and distribution of some of Nintendo's products, the situation had limited impact on business results. 
In May 2020, Nintendo reported a 75% increase in income compared to the previous fiscal year, mainly contributed to the Nintendo Switch's online service. In August 2020, Nintendo was named the richest company in Japan. Nintendo announced plans in June 2021 to convert its former Yuhai Ogoro plant, where it had previously made playing and Hanafuda cards, into a museum for the company to be completed by the 2023 fiscal year. The building has been vacant since these functions were transferred to a new high plant in 2016. As of 2018, Nintendo is co-producing an animated Super Mario film alongside Illumination. With Miyamoto and Illumination CEO Chris Melodrandri, I'm assuming, producing, set for release in 2022. In 2021, Furukawa indicated that Nintendo is currently planning to create more animated projects based on their work outside of the Mario film. And by July... Melon Dandry joined the board of directors as an independent and non-executive outside director in order to help Nintendo produce further movies through his experience on filmmaking, while Furukawa confirmed that work on other animated projects is currently underway. According to Furukawa, the company's expansion towards production on animated projects is, to, is in order to help keep the business of producing video games thriving and growing as the company felt the need to create opportunities where even people who do not normally play on video game systems can come into contact with the Nintendo characters. The same day, Miyamoto said that Melon Dandry, I'm going to have trouble with that every time, really came to understand the Nintendo point of view and that asking for his input as an expert with many years of experience in Hollywood will be of great help to Nintendo as the company transitions into film production. Nintendo's central focus is the research, development, production, and distribution of entertainment products, primarily video game software and hardware and card games. Its main markets are Japan, America, and Europe, and more than 70% of its total sales come from the latter two territories. Since the launch of the Color TV game in 1977, Nintendo has produced and distributed home, handheld, dedicated, and hybrid consoles. Each has a variety of accessories and controllers such as the NES Zapper, the Game Boy Camera, the Super NES Mouse, the Rumble Pack, the Wii Motion Plus, the Wii U Pro Controller, and the Switch Pro Controller. Nintendo's first electronic games were arcade games. EVR Race in 1975 is the company's first electro-mechanical game, and Donkey Kong in 1981 is the first platform game in history. Since then, both Nintendo and other development companies have produced and distributed an extensive catalog of video games for Nintendo's consoles. Nintendo's games are sold in both removable media formats, such as optical disc and cartridges, and online formats, which are distributed via services such as the Nintendo eShop and the Nintendo Network. Nintendo of America has engaged in several high-profile marketing campaigns to define its position and its brand. One of its earliest and most enduring slogans was, Now you're playing with power, first used to promote its NES system. It modified the slogan to include Super Power for the SNES and Portable Power for the Game Boy. Its 1994 Play It Loud campaign played upon Teenage Rebellion and fostered an edgy reputation. During the Nintendo 64 era, the slogan was, Get in or get out. During the GameCube era, the Who Are You suggested a link between the games and the players' identities. The company promoted its Nintendo DS handheld with the tagline, Touching is good, giggity. 
for the Wii, they used the we would like to play slogan to promote the console with the people who tried the games, including Super Mario Galaxy and Super Paper Mario. The Nintendo 3DS used the slogan, take a look inside. The Wii U used the slogan, how you will play next. The Nintendo Switch used the slogan, switch and play in North America and play anywhere, anytime with anyone in Europe. During the peak of Nintendo's success in the video game industry in the 1990s, its name was ubiquitously used to refer to video game consoles regardless of the manufacturer. To prevent its trademark from becoming generic, Nintendo pushed the term game console and succeeded in preserving its trademark. Used since the 1960s, Nintendo's most recognizable logo is the racetrack shape, especially the red-colored woodmark typically displayed on a white background primarily used in the Western markets from 1985 to 2006. In Japan, a monochromatic version that lacks a colored background is on Nintendo's own Famicom, Super Famicom, N64, GameCube, and handheld console packaging and marketing. Since 2006, in conjunction with the launch of the Wii, Nintendo changed its logo to a gray variant that lacks a colored background inside the word mark, making it transparent. Nintendo's official corporate logo remains this variant. For consumer products and marketing, a white variant on a red background has been used since 2015 and has been in full effect since the launch of the Nintendo Switch in 2017. Nintendo's internal research and development operations are divided into three main divisions. The Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development Divisions is the primary software development, production, and supervising division at Nintendo. Formed as a merger between the former Entertainment Analysis and Development and Software Planning and Development Divisions in 2015. Led by Shinya Takahashi, the division holds the largest concentration of staff in the company, housing more than 800 engineers, producers, directors, coordinators, planners, and designers. The Nintendo Platform Development Division is a combination of a Nintendo's former Integrated Research and Development, IRD, and System Development Divisions, or SDD. Led by Ko Shiota, the division is responsible for designing hardware and developing Nintendo's operating systems, developer environment and internal network, and maintenance for the Nintendo network. The Nintendo Business Development Division was formed following Nintendo's foray into software development for smart devices such as mobile phones and tablets. It is responsible for refining Nintendo's business model for the dedicated video game system business and development for smart devices. Although most of the research and development is being done in Japan, there are some R&D facilities in the United States, Europe, and China that are focused on developing software and hardware technologies used in Nintendo products. Although they are all subsidiaries of Nintendo, and therefore first party, they are often referred to as external resources when being involved in joint development processes with Nintendo's internal developers by the Japanese personnel involved. This can be seen in the this can be seen in the Awata Ask interview series. Nintendo Software Technologies and Nintendo De Technology Development are located in Redmond, Washington, while Nintendo European Research and Development, or NERD, not a joke, is located in Paris, France, and Nintendo Network Service Database is located in Kyoto, Japan. For most, external first-party software development is done in Japan since the only overseas subsidiaries are Retro Studios in the United States and Next Level Games in Canada. 
Although these studios are all subsidiaries of Nintendo, they are often referred to as external resources when being involved in joint development processes with Nintendo's internal developers by the Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development Division. 1UP Studio and ND Cube are located in Tokyo, Japan, while Monolith Soft has one studio located in Tokyo and another in Kyoto. Nintendo also established the Pokemon Company alongside Creatures and Game Freak to manage the Pokemon brand. Similarly, Warp Star Incorporated was formed through a joint investment with HAL Laboratory, which was in charge of the Kirby, right back at you, animated series. Both companies are investments from Nintendo, with Nintendo holding 32% of the shares of the Pokemon Company and 50% of the shares of Warp Star Incorporated. In total, there are 27 subsidiaries reported by the company, with 21 being known as March 31, 2020, via the annual report. Bergsala, the third-party company based in Sweden, exclusively handles Nintendo operations in the Nordic region. Bergsala's relationship with Nintendo was established in 1981 when the company sought to distribute Game & Watch units to Sweden, which later expanded to the NES console in 1986. Berksala were the only non-Nintendo-owned distributor of Nintendo's products up until 2019 when Tor Gaming gained distribution rights in Israel. Nintendo has partnered with Tencent to release Nintendo products in China, following the lifting of the country's console ban in 2015. In addition to distributing hardware, Tencent will help bring Nintendo's games through the governmental approval process for video game software. In January 2019, it was reported by Ynet and IGN Israel that negotiations about official distribution of Nintendo products in the country were ongoing. After two months, ING Israel announced that Tor Gaming Limited, a company that established in early 2019, gained a distribution agreement with Nintendo of Europe, handling official retailing beginning at the end of March, followed by opening an official online store the next month. In June 2019, Tor Gaming launched an official Nintendo store at Dizenguf Center in Tel Aviv, making it the second official Nintendo store worldwide, 13 years after the New York City store. Headquartered in Kyoto, Japan since the beginning, Nintendo Company Limited oversees the organization's global operations and manages Japanese operations specifically. The company's two major subsidiaries, Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe manage operations in North America and Europe, respectively. Nintendo Company Limited moved its original Kyoto location to a new office in Higashiyama, Kyoto in 2000. This became the research and development building when the head office relocated to its present location in Minami, Kyoto. Nintendo founded its North American subsidiary in 1980 as Nintendo of America. Hiroshi Yamaachi appointed his son-in-law, Minoru Arakawa, as president, who in turn hired his wife and Yamaachi's daughter, Yoko Yamaachi, as the first employee. The Arakawa family moved from Vancouver, British Columbia, to select an office in Manhattan, New York, due to its central status in American commerce. Both from extremely affluent families, their goals were set more by achievement than money and all their seed capital and products would now also be automatically inherited from Nintendo in Japan, and their inaugural target of existing $8 billion per year coin-op arcade video game market and largest entertainment industry in the U.S., which already outclassed movies and televisions combined. 
During the couple's arcade research excursions, Nintendo of America hired gamer youths to work in the filthy, hot, ratty warehouse in New Jersey for the receiving and service of game hardware from Japan. In late 1980, Nintendo of America contracted the Seattle-based arcade sales and distribution company Far East Video, consisting solely of experienced arcade salespeople Ron Judy and Al Stone. The two had already built a decent reputation in a distribution network, founded specifically for the independent import and sales of games from Nintendo because the Japanese company had, for years, been the underrepresented maverick in America. Now as direct associates to the new Nintendo of America, they told Arakawa they could always clear all Nintendo inventory if Nintendo produced better games. Boom, that was rough. Paris Video took Nintendo of America's contract for a fixed per-unit commission on the exclusive American distribution of Nintendo games to be settled by their Seattle-based lawyer, Howard Lincoln. Based on favorable test arcade sites in Seattle, Arakawa wagered most of Nintendo of America's modest finances on a huge order of 3,000 radar scope cabinets. He panicked when the game failed in the fickle market upon its arrival from its four-month boat ride from Japan. Far East Video was already in financial trouble due to declining sales, and Ron Judy borrowed his aunt's life savings of $50,000 while still hoping Nintendo would develop its first Pac-Man-sized hit. Arakawa regretted founding the Nintendo subsidiary with the distressed Yoko trapped between her arguing husband and father. Amid financial threat, Nintendo of America relocated from Manhattan to the Seattle Metro to remove major stressors, the frenetic New York and New Jersey lifestyle and commute, and the extra weeks or months on the shipping route from Japan as was suffered by the radar scope disaster. With the Seattle Harbor being the U.S.'s closest to Japan, at only nine days by boat, and having a lumber production market for arcade cabinets, Arakawa's real estate scouts found a 60,000 square foot warehouse for rent containing three offices. One for Arakawa, one for Judy, and one for Stone. This warehouse in the Tukwala suburb was owned by Mario Segal, after whom the Mario character would be named, and was initially managed by former Far East Video employee, Don James. After one month, James recruited his college friend, Howard Phillips, as assistant, who soon took over as warehouse manager. The company remained at fewer than 10 employees for some time, handling sales, marketing, advertising, distribution, and limited manufacturing of arcade cabinets and Game & Watch handheld units, all sourced and shipped from Nintendo. Arakawa was still panicked over Nintendo of America's ongoing financial crisis. With the parent company having no new game ideas, he had been recently pleading with Yamaachi to reassign some top talent away from existing Japanese products to develop something for America, especially to redeem the massive dead stock of radar scope cabinets. Since all of Nintendo's key engineers and programmers were busy with the Nintendo of America representing only a tiny fraction of the parent's overall business, Yamaachi allowed only the assignment of Gunpei Yokoi's young assistant who had no background in engineering, Shigeru Miyamoto. If you're a fan of Nintendo, you know how positive that decision was. Nintendo of America staff, except the sole young gamer Howard Phillips, were uniformly revolted at the sight of the freshman developer Miyamoto's debut game which they had imported in the form of emergency conversion kits for the overstock of radar scope cabinets. 
The kits transformed the cabinets into Nintendo of America's massive windfall gain of $280 million from Miyamoto's smash hit Donkey Kong in between 1981 and 1983 alone. They sold 4,000 new arcade units each month in America, making the 24-year-old Philips the largest volume shipping manager for the entire port of Seattle. Arakawa used these profits to buy 27 acres of land in Redmond in July 1982 and to perform the $50 million launch of the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985, which revitalized the entire video game industry from its devastating 1983 crash. A second warehouse in Redmond was soon secured and managed by Don James. The company stayed at around 20 employees for some years. The organization was reshaped nationwide in the following decades, and those core sales and marketing business functions are now directed by the office in Redwood City, California. The company's distribution centers are Nintendo Atlanta in Atlanta, Georgia, and Nintendo North Bend in North Bend, Washington. As of 2007, the 380,000 square foot Nintendo North Bend facility processes more than 20,000 orders a day to Nintendo customers, which include retail stores that sell Nintendo products in addition to consumers who shop Nintendo's website. Nintendo of America operates two retail stores in the United States. Nintendo New York on Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, which is open to the public, and Nintendo Redmond, co-located in Nintendo of America headquarters in Redmond, Washington, which is open only to Nintendo employees and invited guests. Nintendo of America's Canadian branch, Nintendo of Canada, shocking, is based in Vancouver, British Columbia with a distribution center in Toronto, Ontario. Nintendo Treehouse is Nintendo of America's localization team composed of around 80 staff that is responsible for translating text from Japanese to English, creating videos and marketing plans, and quality assurance. Nintendo's European subsidiary was established in June 1990, based in Grobesthem, Germany. The company handles operations across Europe, excluding Scandinavia, as well as South Africa. Nintendo of Europe's United Kingdom branch, Nintendo UK, handles operations in that country and in Ireland from its headquarters in Windsor, Berkshire. In June 2014, Nintendo of Europe initiated a reduction in conciliation process, yielding a combined 130 layoffs. The closing of its office and warehouse, the termination of all employment in Grobesthem, Germany, and the conciliation of all those operations into and terminating some employment at its Frankfurt location. As of July 2018, the company employs 850 people. In 2019, Nintendo of Europe signed with Tor Gaming Limited for official distribution in Israel. Nintendo's Australian subsidiary is based in Melbourne. It handles the publishing, distribution, sales, and marketing of Nintendo products in Australia, New Zealand, and Oceania, which includes the Cook Islands, Fiji, New Caledonia, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and Vanuatu. It also manufactures some Wii games locally. Nintendo Australia is a third-party distributor of some games from Rising Star Games, Bandai Namco Entertainment, Atlas, The Tetris Company, Sega, Koei Tecmo, and Capcom. Nintendo South Korea subsidiary was established on July 7, 2006, and is based in Seoul. In March 2016, the subsidiary was heavily downsized due to a corporate restructuring after an analyzing shifts in the current market, laying off 80% of its employees, leaving only 10 people. 
including CEO Hiroyuka Fukada. This did not affect any games scheduled for release in South Korea, and Nintendo continued operations there as usual. For many years, Nintendo had a policy of strict content guidelines for video games published on its consoles. Although Nintendo allowed graphic violence in its video games released in Japan, nudity and sexuality were strictly prohibited. Former Nintendo president Hiroshi Yamaachi believed if the company allowed the licensing of pornographic games, the company's image would be forever tarnished. Nintendo of America went further in that games released for Nintendo console could not feature nudity, sexuality, profanity, including racism, sexism, or slurs, blood, graphic or domestic violence, drugs, political messages, or religious symbols, with the exception of widely unpracticed religions such as the Greek Pantheon. The Japanese parent company was concerned that it may be viewed as a Japanese invasion by forcing Japanese community standards on North America and European children. Past the strict guidelines, some exceptions have occurred. Bionic Commando, though swastikas were limited in the U.S. version, Smash TV and Golgo 13 Top Secret episode contain human violence. The latter also contained implied sexuality and tobacco use. River City Ransom and Taboo the Sixth Sense contain nudity, and the latter also contains religious images, as do Castlevania 2 and 3. A known side effect of this policy is the Genesis version of Mortal Kombat having more than double the unit sales of the Super Nintendo version, mainly because Nintendo had forced a publisher a claim to recolor the blood to look like white sweat and replace some of the more gory graphics in its release of the game, making it less violent. By contrast, Sega allowed blood and gore to remain in the Genesis version, though a code is required to unlock the gore. Nintendo allowed the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat 2 to ship uncensored the following year with a content warning on the package. Yeah, them standards are great and all, but when money's involved, they go out the window real quick. Just throwing that out there. Video game rating systems were introduced with the Entertainment Software Rating Board of 1994 and the Pan-European Game Information of 2003. And Nintendo discontinued most of its censorship policies in favor of consumers making their own choices. Today, changes to the content of games are done primarily by the game's developer or, occasionally, at the request of Nintendo. The only clear set rule is the ESRB AO rating games will not be licensed on Nintendo consoles in North America, a practice which is also enforced by Sony and Microsoft, its two greatest competitors in the present market. AO means adults only. Nintendo has since allowed several mature content games to be published on its console, including Perfect Dark, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Doom, Doom 64, BMX Triple X, the Resident Evil series, Killer7, the Mortal Kombat series, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem, Blood Rain, Geist, Dementium, The Ward, Bayonetta 2, Devil's Third, and Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water. Certain games have continued to be modified, however. For example, Konami was forced to remove all references to cigarettes in the 2000 Game Boy Color game Metal Gear Solid, although the previous NES version of Metal Gear and the subsequent GameCube game Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes both conclude such references, as did the Wii game Mad World. And Maiming and Blood were removed from the Nintendo 64 port of Cruisin' USA. Where's the fun in that? Another example is the Game Boy Advance game Mega Man Zero Three, in which one of the bosses called Hellbat Schlitt in the Japanese and European versions was renamed Devil Bat Schlitt in the North American localization. 
In North America release of the Mega Man Zero games, enemies and bosses killed with the saber attack do not gush blood as they do in the Japanese versions. However, the release of the Wii was accompanied by several even more controversial games, such as Manhunt 2, No More Heroes, House of the Dead, Overkill, and Mad World, the latter three of which were published exclusively for the console. Nintendo of America also had guidelines before 1993 that had to be followed by its licensees to make games for the Nintendo Entertainment System in addition to the above content guidelines. Guidelines were enforced through the 10 NES lockout chip. Licensees were not permitted to release the same game for a competing console until two years had passed. Nintendo would decide how many cartridges would be supplied to the licensee. Nintendo would decide how much space could be dedicated, such as for articles and advertising in the Nintendo Power magazine. There were a minimum number of cartridges that had to be ordered by the licensee from Nintendo. And there was a yearly limit of five games that a licensee may produce for a Nintendo console. This rule was created to prevent market oversaturation, which had contributed to the video game crash of 1983. The last rule was circumvented in several ways. For example, Konami, wanting to produce more games for Nintendo consoles, formed Ultra Games and later Palcom to produce more games as a technically different publisher. This disadvantaged small or emerging companies as they could not afford to start additional companies. In another side effect, Square, now Square Enix, executives have suggested that the price of publishing games on the Nintendo 64 along with the degree of censorship and control that Nintendo enforced over its games, most notably Final Fantasy VI, were factors in switching its focus towards Sony's PlayStation console. In 1993, a class action lawsuit was taken against Nintendo under allegations that their lockout chip enabled unfair business practices. The case was settled with the condition that California consumers were entitled to a $3 discount coupon for a game of Nintendo's choice. Nintendo has generally been proactive to assure its intellectual property in both hardware and software is protected. Nintendo's production of its properties began as early as the arcade release of Donkey Kong, which was widely cloned on other platforms, a practice common to the most popular arcade games of the era. Nintendo did seek legal action to try to stop release of these unauthorized clones, but estimated they lost $100 million in potential sales to the clones. Nintendo became more proactive as they entered the Famicom NES period. Nintendo had witnessed the events of a flooded game market that occurred in the United States in the early 1980s and led to the 1983 video game crash, and with the Famicom had taken business steps such as controlling the cartridge production process to prevent a similar flood of video game clones. However, the Famicom had lacked any lockout mechanics and numerous unauthorized bootleg copies had been made across the Asian regions. Nintendo took to creating its Nintendo Seal of Quality, stamped on the games it made to dissuade consumers from purchasing these bootlegs, and as it prepared the Famicom for entry to western regions as the NES, incorporated a lockout style system that only allowed authorized game cartridges they manufactured to be playable on the system. After the NES released, Nintendo took legal action against companies that attempted to reverse engineer the lockout mechanism to make unauthorized games for the NES. Nintendo has used emulation by itself or licensed from third parties to provide means to re-release games from their older platforms on newer systems. With the Virtual Console, which re-released classic games as downloadable titles, the NES and SNES library for Nintendo Switch, online subscribers, 
and with dedicated consoles like the NES Mini and SNES Mini. However, Nintendo has taken a hard stance against unlicensed emulation of its video games and consoles, stating that it is the single largest threat to the intellectual property rights of video game developers. Further, Nintendo has taken action against fan-made games which have used significant facets of their IPs, issuing cease and desist letters to those projects or Digital Millennium Copyright Act related complaints to services that host these projects. The company has taken legal action against those that made mod chips for its hardware, notably in 2020 and 2021. Nintendo took action against Team Executor, which had been making mod chips for Nintendo's consoles since 2013, after members of that team were arrested by the United States Department of Justice. In a related action, Nintendo sent a cease and desist letter to the organizers of the 2020 The Big House Super Smash Bros. Tournament that was held entirely online due to the COVID-19 pandemic that year. Nintendo had taken issue with the tournament using emulated versions of Super Smash Bros. Melee, which had included a user mod for network play, as this would have required ripping a copy of Melee to play, an action they cannot condone. Fan games that reuse or recreate Nintendo assets also have been targeted by Nintendo typically through cease and desist letters or DMCA based takedown to shut down these projects. Full Screen Mario, a web browser based version of Super Mario Bros., was shut down in 2013 after Nintendo issued a cease and desist letter. Over 500 fan games hosted at Game Jolt, including AM2R, a remake of Metroid 2 Return of Samus, were shut down by Nintendo in 2016. Other notable fan projects that have been taken down include Pokemon Uranium, a fan game based on the Pokemon series in 2016. Super Mario 64 Online, an online multiplayer version of Super Mario 64 in 2017, and Metroid Prime 2D, a demake of Metroid Prime in 2021. Nintendo has defended these actions as necessary to protect its intellectual property, stating, Just as Nintendo respects the intellectual property rights of others, we must also protect our own characters, trademarks, and other content. In some cases, the developers of these fan games have repurposed their work into new projects. In the case of No Mario Sky, a mashup of Super Mario Bros. and No Man's Sky, after Nintendo sought to terminate the project, the Mario content was stripped and the game renamed as DMCA's Sky. In recent years, Nintendo has taken legal action against sites that knowingly distribute ROM images of its game. On July 19, 2018, Nintendo sued Jacob Mathis, the owner of distribution websites Love Roms and Love Retro, for brazen and mass-scale infringement of Nintendo's intellectual property rights. Nintendo settled with Mathis in November 2018 for more than $12 million, along with relinquishing all ROM images in their ownership. While Nintendo is likely to have agreed to a smaller fine in private, the large amount was seen as a deterrent to prevent similar sites from sharing ROM images. Nintendo won a separate suit against ROM Universe in May 2021, which also offered infringing copies of Nintendo DS and Switch games in addition to ROM images. The site owner was required to pay Nintendo $2.1 million in damages and later given a permanent injunction preventing the site from operating in the future and requiring the owner to destroy all ROM copies. Nintendo successfully won a suit in the United Kingdom in September 2019 to force the major internet service providers in the country to block access to sites that offered copyright infringing copies of Switch software or hacks to the Nintendo Switch to run unauthorized software. Nintendo sought enforcement action against a hacker 
that for several years had infiltrated Nintendo's internal database by various means, including phishing, to obtain plans for games and hardware for upcoming shows like E3. This was leaked to the internet, impacting how Nintendo's own announcements were received. Though the person was a minor when Nintendo brought the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation to investigate, and had been warned by the FBI to desist, the person continued over 2018 and 2019 as an adult, posting taunts on social media. The perpetrator was arrested in July 2019, and the FBI found documents confirming the hacks, many unauthorized game files, and child pornography, leading to the perpetrator's admission of guilt for all crimes in January 2020 and was sentenced to three years in prison. Yeah, I'm just to say, man, if you got CP on your computer, you probably shouldn't be taunting people to come look for you. Nintendo, alongside the Pokemon Company, spent significant time to identify who had leaked information about Pokemon Sword and Shield several weeks before its planned Nintendo Direct, ultimately tracing the leaks back to a Portugal game journalist who leaked the information from official review copies of the game and subsequently severed ties with the publication. In May 2020, a major leak of documents occurred, including source code, designs, hardware drawings, documentation, and other internal information primarily related to the Nintendo 64, GameCube, and Wii. The leak may have been related to Broadon, a company that Nintendo had contracted to help with the Wii's design, or to Zamus Clark, a Malwarebytes employee and hacker who pled guilty to infiltrating Microsoft's and Nintendo servers between March and May 2018. A second and larger leak occurred in July 2020, which has been called the Giga Leak, as it contains gigabytes of data, and is believed to be related to the May 2020 leak. The leak includes the source code and prototypes of several early 1990s SNES games, including Super Mario Kart, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox, and Star Fox 2, and it includes internal development tools and system software components. The veracity of the material is confirmed by Dylan Cuthbert, a programmer for Nintendo during that period. The leak has the source code to several Nintendo 64 games, including Super Mario 64 and The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and the console's operating system. The leak contains personal files from Nintendo employees as well. The gold sunburst seal was first used by Nintendo of America and later Nintendo of Europe. It is displayed on any game, system, or accessory licensed for use on one of its video game consoles denoting the game has been properly approved by Nintendo. The seal is also displayed on any Nintendo licensed merchandise, such as trading cards, game guides, or apparel, albeit with the words official Nintendo licensed product. In 2008, game designer Sid Meier cited the seal of quality as one of the three most important innovations in video game history, as it helped set a standard for video game quality that protected consumers from shovelware. In NTSC regions, this seal is an elliptical starburst named the official Nintendo seal. Originally for NTSC countries, the seal was a large black and gold circular starburst. The seal reads as follows. The seal is your insurance that Nintendo has approved and guaranteed the quality of its products. The seal was later altered in 1988. Approved and guarantee was changed to evaluated and approved. In 1989, the seal became gold and white as it currently appears, with a shortened phrase, Official Nintendo Seal of Quality. It was changed in 2003 to read Official Nintendo Seal. Ew, they had to drop the word quality, I guess. The seal currently reads this. 
The official seal is your insurance that this product is licensed or manufactured by Nintendo. Always look for this seal when buying video game systems, accessories, games, and related products. In PAL regions, the seal is a circular starburst named the original Nintendo seal of quality. Text near the seal in the Australian Wii manual states, This seal is your assurance that Nintendo has reviewed this product and that it has met our standards for excellence in workmanship, reliability, and entertainment value. Always look for this seal when buying games and accessories to ensure complete compatibility with your Nintendo product. In 1992, Nintendo teamed with the Starlight Children's Foundation to build Starlight Fun Center mobile entertainment units and install them in hospitals. 1,000 Starlight Nintendo Fun Center units were installed by the end of 1995. These units combine several forms of multimedia entertainment, including gaming, and serve as a distraction to brighten moods and boost kids' morale during hospital stays. Nintendo has consistently been ranked last in Greenpeace's Guide to Greener Electronics due to Nintendo's failure to publish information. They are ranked last in the Enough Projects Conflict Minerals Company rankings due to Nintendo's refusal to respond to multiple requests for information. Good on them. Greenpeace and Enough Projects don't need to know what they're doing. Like many other electronics companies, Nintendo offers a take-back recycling program which allows customers to mail in old products they no longer use. Nintendo of America claimed it took in 548 tons of returned products in 2011, 98% of which was either reused or recycled. I just want to take this moment to announce the launch of my Take Back Recycling program. Please send all your old electronics to me. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it, folks. From the humble beginnings of making playing cards to a video game dominant entity today. Nintendo has had lots of ups, lots of downs. Mainly the Virtua Boy and the Wii U. Although I was never really a fan of the Virtua Boy to begin with when it was released because it gave me headaches. But I was and still am a fan of the Wii U. It is currently hooked up in my house and very ready to play. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you learned a lot. If you have any questions, comments, rebutes, rebuttals, let me know. Send me an email at retrobangaming at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Take a chance this week or weekend, depending on when you hear this, to play some Nintendo video games. Relive your youth or maybe experience something you've never played before. Having said that, be good to each other, be good to yourselves, and as always, keep on playing. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can at retrobendgaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.